Under the Bridge acknowledges the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land where this podcast is created. We pay our deepest respect to elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Cool. First stop, the train on platform. First stop, 18. Sydney. Sydney. Under the Bridge. An FBI radio podcast. You are listening to Under the Bridge podcast, the bite-sized little sibling of FBI radio's show The Bridge, making sure that you've got your weekly dose of fresh local Sydney music. My name is Joe Khan. And I am Abby Butler. And this is our sixth instalment of the podcast, meaning we've made it past the featherweight milestone of the Big Five. Woo! Yeah, we're switching up the format a little bit as well, but more on that a little bit later. But firstly, Abby, how's your week been? Yeah, not too bad. Mm. We ended last week, I suppose, with Audio Craft Festival, a podcast festival here in Sydney, and we were invited along to present Under the Bridge as though we were podcasting in 2062, which we did with the help of Brianna Kennedy, James Brennan and Maddie Smith, our wonderful producers. And we also want to say a big thank you to Tanya Ali, Christy Mofazel and Jess O'Callaghan from AudioCraft, who really helped us all out. Joe and I were really just the puppets. We were the faces of the presentation, but we could not have done it without those wonderful people. And to anyone who was at AudioCraft, we're sorry that you had to see uh, Joe and I wearing hazmat suits. I make no apologies. How was your week? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, all the things you said, echoing that sentiment very much so. Huge thanks to the super producers behind that. It was lots of fun. It was fun to be doing the podcasting out and about on a Sunday at the Botanical Gardens. And AudioCraft is such a wonderful sound festival. And so it was a really big privilege to get involved in that. But other than that, you know, chugging along. Yeah, that's it. So as you said earlier, Joe, we have switched up the format following the release of our fifth episode, moving into I guess a new stage of things so it's going to sound a little different in your ears. We're going to start off with snippets of two local releases that we've been loving fresh music that doesn't have a particular theme but caught our eye in one way or another. We'll then move into Spotlight you know that one with the EP or album that we've been loving from a Sydney artist and finishing things up with Raise the Bridge where we reveal what our favourite release of the week was. That's right and for those of you who have got this far and are still not following us on Instagram, make sure you give us a follow. It's at Under the Bridge Podcast. But that's enough of the logistics. Let's dive into things. This is Under the Bridge. In this brand new segment, we're going to be showing off two new local songs that caught our eye, or rather our ear, this week. So it gives us an opportunity to kind of get the newest of the newest music and serve them up to you. So, Abby, you're going to be kicking things off this week. What have you got for us? Yes, as a bit of a pop music lover myself, this artist has absolutely been on my radar over the last couple of years, but it's only really this song that has absolutely captured my attention wholeheartedly. It's Thandie Phoenix with Cleopatra. I would describe it as a self-assured banger for the ages. Uh, a little bit of a fun there with the Cleopatra uh, history yeah, reference. Yeah, You're yeah. welcome. Past releases, they've been much more typically kind of rudimental-esque pop, big dramatic building anthems, and she has worked with rudimental in the past. This one, however, it has this bouncy percussion and a clapped beat that is very... This might be a little bit too specific a reference, but there's a particular Maggie Rogers song by the name of Burning that it really reminded me of. And so I think that Thandy is straying into those more alternative dimensions of the genre of pop, graduating into a more 
mature form of her signature electro pop that she does so well. Her voice is absolutely incredible, very soulful, very strong. That coupled with the non-typical production absolutely makes for an artist and a song that I am incredibly excited about. So this one is Thandi Phoenix, Cleopatra. Coming in like Cleopatra, make it look real good, no effort. I put a focus, I'm the only one, the only one, yeah. Got an airtight team that a treasure. Mess with them, I'll attack with a vengeance. Bitten, they want you not to take me on, don't take me off. If you wanna waste my time, you should go step back in line. If you wanna waste my time, you should go step back in line. Run away, run away, run away, run away, run away now. Under the Bridge. Andy Phoenix has really got this quite confident style of pop mm. music and it's it's interesting to see her utilise the more electronic, big, drivey sounds behind her to kind of push her forward. Yes. So yeah. when you say that kind of maturity into pop music, I think I see what you mean through that type of, you know, borrowing from, I guess, other elements of the big pools of pop music because it's really quite hard to define pop music because, yeah. you know, it does encompass so much. But, yeah, she does incorporate, you know, some more elements in it. So I, I think it's quite a nice track. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you. And what have you brought to the table for your first track? Yeah, for my first track, I'm going to be talking about Good Pash and their latest single, Baby Chav De Prawns. So <laughs> this song's about being unapologetic when confronting the those fragmented memories, the morning after a big night. Um, in, in their own words, uh, the track's about trying to piece piece it all together, hence the deprawning of the word vomit from the night that you just had, just so you can get along with your day. Um, it's really loud. There's, you know, these raucous, tinny vocals. It breaks out into this kind of early days Dandy Warhol style of fast, drivey rock with a bit of a psych tinge. And at one point, the vocalist, whoever it is, either Maddie Malice or Anna Freak, I believe they are both contributors of the vocals in Good Pash. They channel Zach Della Rocca from Rage Against the Machine in this kind of mantra that they chant, you know, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. But if the incentive's <laughs> right, then maybe I might. I love it, yeah. you know, because you know what? Life's about compromise. Anyways, here's the latest from Good Pash. It's called Baby Chav De Prawns. <laughs>
two things I want to note with that song. Firstly, inclusion of a harmonica, which never goes astray. And uh, secondly is the fact that you can absolutely understand how talented these multi-instrumentalists are. I know that Courtney, who plays drums in this band, also plays for Moody Beach and The Boys on occasion, as well as Maddie Malice, who is also in Jackie Brown Jr. And they are in this band playing perhaps their second or third learnt instrument, which, I mean, as someone who hasn't been able to master at first yet, is pretty darn impressive. Yeah, I mean, well, they did initially start as an experiment for them to kind of go nuts mm. on their second instrument and it's definitely grown into its own beast. Yeah, absolutely. So what's your second pick for us, Abby? So I've got one that is really close to home, actually. It's E4E and his track Wednesday. E4E, if you don't know, is the solo endeavour of Newcastle's Romy Church, who I used to work with at the local IGA back home in Newey. So close to home. Yeah, exactly. He is such a master of very specific sonic dreaminess, I would say. It's a strand that absolutely takes you away to a galaxy far beyond the one that you are in when you are listening to it. And I think it's stunning that he's able to carefully curate a bunch of sounds that you may have never heard before, but are able to replicate very um, sincere, specific feelings and experiences. This song, Wednesday, what captivated my attention with this song, it wasn't until after a couple of listens that I realised that it was essentially one verse being repeated over and over and over again. But each time they're sung, the accompanying sound that you hear is stretched and altered ever so slightly and sometimes dramatically and it effectively narrates what becomes an evolving and incredibly captivating set of emotions and it tells a story all with just the one verse and this dreamy soundscape that is following you along for the ride. It's definitely different and it'll definitely maybe take a couple of listens to really um, appreciate what Romy is doing in this one but once you do, you cannot go past it. This one, E4E, it's Wednesday. Under the bridge. If humans eventually grow gills and move underwater, this would be be the soundtrack. It sounds like it was recorded deep below the ocean, and I think it's a true testament to E4E's ability to create a soundscape that is so rich and evocative. Like, I love songs that kind of put me somewhere else. Yeah, it's a unique sound that you really can't pin on any other artist. I mean, absolutely, you can hear influences and you can hear references, but there is no one creating music like E4E, which is part of why I love it. That's right. So throwing it back to you, Joe, what is your final track for this segment? It is none other than the much-loved FBI favourite, Rainbow Chan, who was our most played artist back in 2016 and took home the Smack Award for the best song of the year with Let Me. So this one is the title track from her forthcoming album coming out later this month. 
And Rainbow Chan's always made quite eclectic music. Uh, she's a bit of a musical oddity that likes to push the status quo on experimental pop. Really one of Sydney's crown jewels. And this one has wobbly synth kind of paired with her soft controlled vocals that are haunting yet beautiful. She's just got this knack for creating bizarre soundscapes, much like E4E, mm. but also not like that. You know, both kind of doing their own thing. Same, same, but different. Yeah, same, same, but different. Couldn't yeah. have said it better myself. So in her own words, Pillar is about coming to terms with the fragility of life and the delicate dance between body and mind. Trauma lives on under your skin in numerous ways. So I think that gives a pretty good idea of where this song's coming from. So I'm going to let Rainbow Chan do the rest with her music. This is her latest. It's called Pillar. know if you did this as well when you were younger joe but you'd throw a heap of ingredients a heap of foods that just really don't go together into a blender or into a bowl combine it together thinking you're master chef and then sometimes it would actually be really tasty <laughs> like i used to make peanut butter banana honey and sprinkle sandwiches oh, where are you going with this <laughs> Rainbow Chan combines all these different sounds. Like you can hear brass, you can hear a bit of sax, you can hear all these obviously strange soundscapes together and it makes a beautiful song. With every release, they each are so distinct and yet Rainbow Chan is able to hold on to what makes her so authentic and genuine and recognisable as an artist and for that she truly is one of the legends of the Sydney scene. For the record... I would much prefer to eat whatever Rainbow Chan is cooking than you by the sounds of your blender adventures. Yeah, look, it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> it wouldn't be hard. Spot light. It's a very rare occasion when the entire FBI radio station is talking about one artist who released a track not too long ago. And it's this artist that we will be featuring in our segment known as Spotlight, where we delve deep into a local EP or album that's been released this week. It's Yibi. The song in question was Woe, and Yibi has just released his debut EP, which includes this track by the name of Lost in Translation. And 
To describe Yubi as an artist, I think not only is he kicking down the doors of Sydney's hip-hop scene, but he's doing so, punching you in the gut and then letting off a party popper so you can't help but lay on the floor and enjoy what's going on around you. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, Yubi has a knack for finding those earworm beats, especially in Woe. Like, how many times have the two of us, since deciding that this was our EP, just broken out into a little... Too many, too many. Well, not enough, actually, because I could keep doing that every day. Yibi <laughs> explains the meaning behind the EP. So as you said, it's called Lost in Translation. And mm. he says it's about dealing with relationships, coming and going, navigating through the industry, the black experience, love and loss, just human things. And he also has to add that the title has absolutely nothing to do with the movie Lost in Translation because he hasn't seen it. And I think we really need a clarification of that because the first thing I thought of, thought of was, how is this linked to Bill Murray's cult classic? So whilst Lost in Translation is, albeit thankfully, a little different to a movie concept album. It ebbs and flows between sounds that are as abrupt and confronting as that of woe and of talk. But then you also get some smoother, slower sounds, such as the song we're going to be featuring and playing for you in a little bit called 180, featuring the beautiful, breezy, smooth vocals of Chanel Loren. Mm, yeah, it's definitely a coming-of-age release that does kind of traverse these themes that we mentioned just before. But I love how Yibi's able to weave between more fiery tracks mm. and then also show a bit more of a dynamic and softer side in the more toned-down and jazzy nuances of his sound. Absolutely, yeah. I actually thought at one point that my Spotify had decided to shuffle itself into another artist or another song or another playlist because it just sounded so different. But then Yibi's signature flow comes through and you realise, nope, here we are, we're back, we're listening to this incredible up-and-coming Sydney artist who has so much potential ahead of him. I think it's a really strong debut and mm. that's why we've chosen it for our spotlight. We're going to take a track off the EP right now. It's Yibby. The track's called 180 and it features Chanel Loren. <laughs> Like how I'm fortunate I stay high, I'm mighty like I since made me fun it Mary 
You're listening to Under the Bridge. Time for the segment you know and love. It's Raise the Bridge. This is the part of the show where we get to play our favourite local release of the week. And if you want to let us know what your favourite Sydney release is this week, then do so on our Instagram. Shoot us a message. We would love to kind of rally the troops on this one. Abby, you're kicking things off today. What have you got for us? Look, I think I would have to say this is the most exciting song that I've been able to talk about in the time of the podcast. I am so thrilled to be able to chat about not only an artist as legendary as this, but a song as important as this. It's Sampa the Great's new one by the name of Final Form. It's her first new release in 2019 and follows up Energy, which was dropped last year. Sampa the Great, she scored the FBI Radio Smack Award last year for Best Live Act, and she's now released this absolute... I truly wish I had the words to properly sum it up. You're going to be listening to it very shortly. So I guess to delve into the context of this song is really important. The music video was also released and both are celebrating her Zambian culture. The music video features dances that fuse traditional Nyao dances. I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's traditional Zambian dances with modern Zambian youth culture. And it's an absolute celebration of her mother and father's backgrounds. This is a really beautiful quote, I thought. Sampa says, I was born and raised between Zambia and Botswana by a Bemba mother and a Tambuka father. And to erase that by calling me anything but Zambian slash African is to erase my history, culture and essence, everything I was born from. So obviously her culture and background is something that is so sacred and special and she treats it with the utmost respect in this song. It's careful and considered, but it's also incredibly confident and powerful and it's a tapestry of that sort of poetic lyricism and hip-hop MC style that she's known for, rooted in neo-soul as well with features of 1970s brass that keeps it kicking along. It's really bold and... I think that the brass that you hear is a really important element of the song because it signals that this shit is important. It really wakes you up and gets you to listen to the whole thing the whole way through. And so without further ado, less from me and more from Sampa the Great. This one is Final Form. Flesh of my flesh, waiting to send me, you can't make me feel less, less whole, 
I'm not impressed. Best mode, I'm at for like an impress. Wait, say I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, say I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, say I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, say I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. What they started and we made it. Wait, say I'm in. In all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, say I'm in. In all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, say I'm in. In all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, say I'm in. In all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Abby, I've listened to this song a bunch of times since it's come out and it demands your attention every single goddamn time. I've been trying to do other things while listening to (laughs) this song. Good luck. And it just like gives me tunnel vision purely in the direction of the song. I can't do anything else. Everything else becomes periphery and my pure focus is on how powerful and engaging this song is. Sampa the Great is such a phenomenal Sydney artist and I truly think that she is such an important artist as well. And all those things that you talked about, about embracing Mm. kind of cultural roots, it really shines through in everything that Sampa does. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself, Joe. So over to you, what is your Raise the Bridge this week? My Raise the Bridge for this week is a band that I hadn't heard of until very recently. They're called Goodnight Japan and this track is called Try. They're a three-piece based out of Sydney and this is their first release since The Kitchen is a Dangerous Place, which is a mini six-track album that they put out last year. And this one starts off really slow. There's something super comforting about the little bendy riff that flickers its way in and out of the song. Frontman Abel Ibanez, his voice is really unique as well. It's got this kind of inherent sad quality to it, but he, he might not necessarily be singing about sad things. There's a certain amount of space in this song, which feels like there's just no rush, even as the song builds into a slight slightly heavier instrumental section towards the tail end. You know, it feels like I've got time to peel my banana and eat it too. I also don't think that the amount of space in this song is an accident. Goodnight Japan really come off as a band that are well thought out with their composition. Everything's so tight and the production is flawless, yet there is this imperfection that's hard to put your finger on. It's brilliant. Goodnight Japan, the track's called Try.
both within their sound and their past as a band, you can absolutely tell that they are solidly grounded within the Sydney scene. They've named artists like Okino-san and Fantastic Furniture, both local artists, as influencers and it's a very mature sound, but I see what you mean where it's also a little bit messy as well, but intentional at the mm. same time. It's full of contradictions and I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I think they are such a wonderful band. And just to kind of get exposed to a brand new act like this, not necessarily that they are brand new, but new to me. And I think it's really cool to kind of think about how many bands mm. are out there that we don't know. And I think that this podcast is really great because we're going to be able to explore all of these acts that are coming through. Not all of them, but we're going to give a give it a red hot crack. <laughs> we are indeed. We're going to give it a good go. And uh, something just quickly about that band that we have found uh, quite entertaining is their little description of themselves and how they formed. Quote, in one of the photos, she was playing the bass guitar with a toothbrush hanging out of her mouth. He swiped right and sent her a message. Let's start a band. Six months later, the couple played their first show together as Goodnight Japan at a festival somewhere in the bush. If that doesn't tell you... All you need to know about this band is not to know what will. I know. <laughs> Under the Bridge. And there you have it. Another episode done and dusted. Number six, chalked up on the board. Did you ever think we would make it this far, Joe? I mean, I had confidence in us. <laughs> to burst that little bubble. We can do it and we're going to still keep on doing it for as long as it takes. Troll through the musical corners of Sydney. Exactly. Bringing you all the best. There's so much to explore and so we're not stopping anytime soon. No, you got that right. So make sure you subscribe. That's really important to kind of stay up to date with all the episodes that come in every week. Give us a rating if you feel like we deserve it. Which Help us do. spread the word about how good Sydney music is. Yes, absolutely. You can also hit us up on Instagram at Under the Bridge Podcast. That's where we promote all the artists that we are chatting about on the podcast. And you can also engage and help us out with contributing to the show each week. You can also hit us up over email, underthebridge at fbiradio.com. If you want to send us any love letters or maybe you're an artist that wants to show us their music, which we absolutely love and appreciate both forms of communication. Yes, love letters are always accepted. And if you want to keep on top of all the music that we played in this episode, we have a Spotify playlist, which is a couple weeks old now, and we update that every week. Not all songs are always on Spotify, so yep. if you did want the full track list, jump onto the Apple Podcast app and have a look in the track in the uh, episode details section. You can find all that right there. And to access our Spotify playlist, jump on to Spotify and look for FBI Radio. We're right there. Yes, absolutely. And as always, you can tune into The Bridge on FBI Radio 94.5, Monday to Thursday from 8pm. Abby, and Abby, yes. there's something a little bit exciting about this Monday's episode of The Bridge. Yes, I am taking over from the legendary Ryan Saar, who has been manning The Bridge on Mondays for the last five years. I'll be stepping in and will now not only be the host of Under The Bridge, but also... The Bridge on FBI, 8pm on Mondays. I've got an interview with Nick Musinson and the Delinquents, as well as a special premiere. And uh, so hopefully you can tune in there as well. It's great to see someone from Under the Bridge moving up to the bigger cousin to make your mark. And I think you're going to mark these history pages oh, with, you know, man. all the brilliant things that we know and love about you. So hey, I'm just moving luck. up to the big kids table and it feels good. Hell yeah. Well, in the meantime, all us little kids are going to sit tight here. So we'll catch you next week. This has been Under the Bridge. Woo! See you later. <laughs>